The Grey Hat Beard Podcast. Hello and welcome to Grey Hat Beard Show 36. I went into part two. If you haven't listened to part one, we talked about all the latest news, some great Viva stuff, plenty of teams, nice bit of power platform and why you have to smile in China. So do go back and have a listen to that. Uh, now in part two, we're going to talk about essential tools and techniques in a multi-tenant world. I think, Al, this this came from something uh, that you were asking. I, I think it came from a blog post you did. And Moraine Summers, uh, sort of friend of the show, uh, was asking about whether you could remove inactive accounts. Uh, so if you have multiple accounts signed as a guest user and you've been deactivated in them, he was asking whether you could um, remove that. And it kind of got us thinking a little bit about tidying things up and working across different tenants, whether you're a consultant such as I guess you're not a consultant anymore, Al, but such as Gary and I are um, working across many different tenants for clients, whether you uh, have your own personal tenant, you might be working with other dev and test domains and tenants in there. There are many different reasons why you might work in different tenants. And there's a few, quite a few things to think about that can make life easier and uh, try and keep it tidy where you can. And that's that's kind of what spurred the, the blog post in the first place was, you know, I've used my personal account to test, you know, guest access and things. So, you know, both into uh, client tenants and um, CPS, you know, and one of the things that I was looking at was tidying them up. Because, you know, when you go into teams and you say, right, I'm going to change my organisation and you get loads of them. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, I don't ever need to be in that one anymore. So how do you get rid of them? Um, and that was what I was uh, that was what the blog post was about, basically, was removing yourself from organizations. Um, and I think it's it's quite interesting because it's not something that we do very often. Um, and, you know, when you go in and you look at it, <laughs> well, some people move organizations more than others. But generally, yes, not <laughs> well, you often. don't remove the organizations that you've been granted access to. You know, I used to do it for demos and things like that so that I could go through that whole new experience of being added in. But to do that, you've got to be belt and braces. So, you know, you've got to actually make sure that the account is moved from Active Directory and, and all sorts. So, yeah, once you've actually left, what do you do then? So, you know, being able to go in and actually go into your account and look at your profile and say, actually, I've got these these organizations, um, you know, it's something that it hasn't been there forever. It's relatively new, but I don't actually know mm. when it came up um, that you could actually see all of the organisations that you're a member of and actually choose to leave the organisation. It was it was about 18 months or two years ago, because I remember it was just after I started at CPS. Uh, it came up because we, we were looking at then I remember speaking to you. So, yeah, it's really. So it goes to show how really often I looked there. at it until <laughs> I actually changed jobs. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I think it. I'd go to say probably longer than that. I think it's probably about three years. I think it has yeah. been around. In I think it's an area that you don't necessarily go into. It's kind of like your your my profile in Office three six five, um, which you might go into. I don't know. Download Office. That's usually where I go. Is like, oh, where do I find the download link? Um, it's in there. But but, it, but it's also yeah, it's also interesting because that whole area changes. The, the menu changes, the logo changes, depending on which organization you're signed into and what permissions you have and all sorts. So it's quite a it's quite a weird kind of area to actually look at. But, yeah, I mean, essentially the, the blog post was how to get rid of 
you know, how to leave those organisations. Although the big caveat that Moraine asked about was, well, if you can't authenticate, can you still leave? And the answer is no, <laughs> which, which yeah. are most likely the ones that you really actually want to get rid of, <laughs> the ones that you can no longer sign into. Which begs the question, how are you, if, because if, we're assuming your account's been deactivated, right? The admin has done their job. They've gone in and gone, yep, this person's left. We don't need them anymore. And it's still showing there as uh, as an active organisation for, you, for yourself. So, you know, it's a bit of a strange one, really. You'd expect that De- to have disappeared. Deactivated, but not deleted. Ah, Okay. That's my understanding of it, is that it's it's yeah. been deactivated, so they yeah. could reactivate the account, but they haven't deleted the account. So you're and in that's limbo. where it's the contact, contact, your, contact the organization's uh, admin mm. so that they can actually delete the account. Right. Which so, yeah. many organizations don't. They, they will leave accounts deactivated for a very long time. Um, I mean, one of the one of the they they never did. They would keep them all there in case people rejoined and they could just reuse the account um, on there. Yeah, I mean, and you can have an account that has no permissions. It's got no Mm -hmm. access to anything. You know, you can be a guest that's invited into a team, be removed from that team, but your account is still active in in Azure Active Directory as a guest, but you have access to no content. That's why you should use entitlements and uh, access reviews to to go yeah. through all of this to be able to grant all the the different things. So so for people who don't know, the entitlements are it, it's a way of bundling together your permissions based on a, a role, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. That one for anyone to that, and then the reviews are having a periodic, as you probably guess, review of that that, that goes through and confirms they're correct. No. Yeah, and you can automatically default it to revoke access when it's no longer needed yeah uh, the access, reviews. access reviews is is you know and we've got about kind of managing and cleaning up your own um kind of profiles and things but just from an organization point of view to enable those access reviews to have it go across different teams of people who've you know not accessed a team for a certain period of time just to kind of keep it front and center that you know just because you've added people in, you should also be thinking about removing them on a regular basis as well, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the whole point of this discussion, right? We generally don't go back and go, oh, well, yeah, okay, so I'll have a cleanup. It's generally at least they haven't logged. Yeah, they haven't logged in for six yeah. months into that particular uh, team. Should they still have access to it? But I think a lot of the times when people do a tidy up is when they do migrations now because we're in the cloud and windows 10 is going to live forever um, then there's going to be less and less of those migrations and less of those kind of trigger points that give you a good reason to go look at that with working with a client at the moment and interesting kind of related topics come up where they've given people uh, an ad account to come in externally to access one system Now, obviously, as they sync up, that's going to give them access to everyone but external users. So they'll suddenly get the SharePoint access and can view an awful lot of content. It's opening up a wider access than than people originally foresaw on there because they haven't got that kind of tight control over what people can see and what they can't. And it's, yeah, it's opening up some fun and games conversations uh, around that. But it's always a thing to think about. There are always those edge cases and things that were done a long time back that you kind of need those trigger point and realize 
you need to always ask why. Why are things being done? Why have they got to have this access? Why have they got to do that to look at whether they need it? Maybe they don't actually need an Azure AD account. You could just give keep them with that AD, keep that on premise if that's not going away anytime soon, which could be or could not for your org. But if they are, then keep it there. Keep them on premise, even give them guest access to their own accounts uh, separately. Two different ways of thinking about how you get access to different things as well. I think the the other one we've we saw about, you know, in a multi-tenant world, how how do you manage? I mean, Gary, you, you work with a lot of different clients. Do you do you just remember a lot of different passwords and spend your life logging in and out? Uh, no, not if I could help it. I don't even know my own passwords. <laughs> um, <laughs> password managers, just if you're not using one, it's just the easiest way. I know, you know, we like to use different browsers. We've talked about using the profiles in different browsers as well. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a second. Um, you know, you can, <laughs> you can end up with such a long list to manage and yeah, you can use the password managers in, in there, but you just then end up with this huge long list of profiles. So I mean, I, I try and keep that to a, a minimum of the active uh, kind of customers that I'm working with and you know have a, a profile that way and then basically you know shift everything off into the password manager so it's all secured and and, and then I've, I can go back to it when I when I need it it's very rare that I'll need to access 20 different tenants in the uh, you know it, it, with uh, in, in one week you're just um, not working it, hard enough Gary. Clearly, yeah, I was yeah, say, yeah. I've, uh, yeah I've got my nine different and I have five different profiles open at the moment from different things I've done today so the choice of tenants I, as well I mean they're using the using the profiles in combination with password managers works really really well you know because those profiles will keep keep it separated so, sorry I'll, just quickly in case people don't know what what are the profiles you're talking about there so the profiles if you go up to the top right hand corner where you look at you know edge we're all using edge obviously but same it is the same in chrome um and you can see you know the little icon that's usually a picture of you where you've signed in um you can actually click on that and then you can add other profiles uh profiles or personas and basically that separates out you know a new instance of the browser so that you know you've got all different cookies you've got different passwords remembered you've got different defaults and different access set up so you can literally open up a whole new instance of a browser and be a different person um, and that means that you know certainly in the consultancy world you know you could go into a different tenant and be completely separated from you know the defaults that you might be using. So you might have your default browser for work, your home tenants. You may have that that account shared and be a guest in other tenants, in which case you would carry on using that browser. But if you're then going to go into a client, for example, and use a different account that they've given you, you would go into a, a persona or a profile um, to use that different account. So it gives you security, gives you separation, but you can use the password managers in there as well so that like yeah. you gary i have no idea i got asked for my password i had no idea what it was i had to open up a password manager just to that, go that sounds like what a phishing call to me like, I hope you didn't fall for that. <laughs> no no i was it was an authentication request enter your password and <laughs> okay. like oh i don't, don't know my passwords yeah. why aren't you asking me via my authenticator app um so yeah i think it's you know none of us should really know our passwords you know it's we shouldn't need to if uh, if the, the tools are working the way they should. Yeah, I think the other, the other thing's nice with profiles because 
that we'll see uh, in this week. The HBO Max, we didn't talk about this in the news, uh, HBO Max sent an email to, it seems pretty much everyone in the US uh, on there that said test, was it user test integration one uh, to everyone. So obviously they were doing some tests for it, end up leaking out to production. Al's got that face that he hasn't heard about this. Which, I haven't uh, heard about that one. Uh, and HBO Max actually put out, said, yes, unfortunately it was the intern and we've used this as a great opportunity to help him through this and say how much you learn from failure. And there were some brilliant stories that, that came out from it uh, around all, all the times that people have failed. Uh, I know it was on uh, EY Kalman's Oops Factor recently and so many people in there sharing stories about when they've screwed up on there. Uh, my favourite one, someone who managed to e- tried to email to her home account uh, a little description she'd done of all the, the teams she worked with and which Muppet she thought they were. Uh, agenda email it to the whole office by mistake instead <laughs> and just great oh great stories of mistakes uh, that people have made so uh, uh where else i go with this yes i remember that so the, the, one of the things one of the mistakes i've made before is when you have a kind of dev tenant a prod tenant a test tenant and you're flicking between them forgetting which one's which on there the nice thing about the profiles is you can actually change the colors. You can change the themes for each of those profiles. So it's very obviously, you know, your red could be prods, your green could be dev, your amber um, could be your, your UAT tenant. And you can have a different looks for that. So it's very obvious which one you're in. I know we, we often recommend to clients uh, to, to kind of change the color in the, the M365 headers to be different ones for the different tenants so they don't look the same. But if you are doing testing, you probably in a test one, you want it to look quite quite the same mm. so you can see how things look on there. Uh, you, no, you might no, want no, to. No, no. I, I don't oh, necessarily think I, it is a good idea, but, uh, you know, so, yeah. I but mean, that, but that's, that's where you can use the themes and the profiles to kind of be able to yeah. move away from that as well. And remember, if you're using virtual desktops, do the same thing. <laughs> Don't just leave yes. them as default backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's great. so virtual desktops. Any servers you have have using different color backgrounds make it very clear which environment you're in. Because uh, yeah, I I I'm one of those people who's dropped a table in a production database, and there were very few backups, and they were about three days old, and lost load of data. You learn an awful lot from moments like this, <laughs> and you only do it once, don't you? Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I think with the profiles thing, once I think, per technologies, let's let's go with that. Once per technology, I think with the profiles when when you get into kind of like okay, it might be three different tenants, but it's the when you've got three different users in three different tenants, and then it scales up massively. Um, one of the things that I found, I use this, um, uh, you know, uh, in a project I was working recently, is using Firefox because Firefox has got a thing called container tabs which each tab can be its own profile. So you can have them independent. So they can each tab can be an individual user, um, which is great for uh, kind of, you know, when you want to test those multi-user scenarios as well. Um, you know, if you're not, you, I don't know if it's in Edge or if it's uh, no, in it's the not. other browsers. I think it's a Firefox specific thing. Um, but yeah, it's that when I first started using it, it's just that, oh, this is, this is nice that you don't even have to switch different profiles to get those different users. So I used to I used to set up different shortcuts. So different shortcuts with different icons so Windows shortcuts on the desktop so that you then got the different icon down in the taskbar at the bottom so you could see which one you're working on, because one of the things you can't do in Edge at the moment is set up a custom 
um, profile unless you sign in, at which point you suddenly get a bunch of different accounts that you've actually signed into the machine on. <laughs> and it's like, all right, which one do you want? No, I don't want all of those. So, yeah, there's there's a nice little workaround just so that you've got that visual prompt, because I think all of everything that we're talking about is making sure that you've got a visual prompt that says this is the purpose of this particular browser that you're actually in, whether it's a tab or a, a window. Yeah. And I think, uh, Al, you had a blog about that. I'll put that in the show notes as well about the, the different shortcuts and uh, how to do that as well. Didn't, didn't you have a blog post about, cha- is that the one about changing the icon yeah. as well as each of those so you can see? Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Um, so it makes it even easier to sort of see down the bottom because quite yeah. often when you have those multiple profiles, it's just a tiny little icon in the corner to work out what the difference is. So, yes, when you click on it, it's more obvious, but it's nice to be able to change that full icon. That was, uh, yeah, yeah, so I used nice I used to use different different colours for different tenants, but then you know a person for a user and a a cog for an admin and and just try and you know have it relatively simple, so I didn't have to remember every single uh, yeah a dinosaur for the yeah. a dinosaur for the basic users that kind of thing right, or That's, grape grapefruit or dog or anything yeah. like that. Anyway. yeah and, and yeah this it's a weird select you'd think that it would be easy to change the image wouldn't you for each each profile and one one caveat about uh profiles especially some of you might be using the surface pro not have much disk space uh they can often use a gig each because they they basically have their own instance so all your cookies go in a separate one you can eat up a lot of space so that that is certainly one of the reasons i know gary you talked about not having too many profiles in, in my old pre-Mac days, uh, I used to trim down a lot of the profiles exactly for that reason, because I, I found at one point I had 20 gig just from the the different profiles being eaten up. So uh, other, just one thing to look out for. The other warning is if you've got a desktop and you've got a, a tablet or a mobile, make sure that you create them in the same order. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yeah, and and you do have to create them. You can't sync those profiles at all. So you can you can sync those profiles to those accounts. So you can sort of store um, favorites and things like that uh, across different machines. But those actual profiles you have to manually create on yeah. each different device, which can be a pain in the backside as well. Yes. So so we're not we... making this any easier, are we? <laughs> so, <laughs> the the more the more we give warnings about little gotchas the more it feels that way. But the, the key thing is it's that, the hype cycle, isn't it? You know, we've, we've gone to the hype. This is brilliant. Now we're in the, the uh, what's it, the, the dip of depression on there. We need to get to the. Uh, but I mean, I think the key thing you know. is, you know, if if you're using them and they're set up, then they save an awful lot of time. You know, you can just go in. You don't need to worry about the passwords because you've got your password manager set up on each. And it, it's a clear separation of interests which is, yeah, removes a lot of risk. But yes, there are gotchas. Um, Other other one that's useful, uh, I I think having multiple tenants in Teams is fantastic. You can now do that drop down. But obviously, if you're in the middle of a meeting, you want to change a tenant, it cuts off your call and does things like that. Putting those different profiles and using the web teams, certainly for chat and things like that, allows you to sort of monitor multiple messages from different uh, tenants a lot more easily. So having a profile for each one not can be the same account. I often will 
have multiple windows with the same account and different instances of that across those different ones to to kind of keep an eye on messages on that again does use a lot of memory if you have uh memory issues that's not not the thing to to use but if you've got a decent specs machine um really useful way of working with things yeah that's definitely i can't remember the last time i actually used the uh, tent switching in the desktop app just don't use it it's just far easier to just go to the web version yeah um, absolutely yeah. And yeah, faster. The only, <laughs> the only the only shortcoming for that that I find is when you join a meeting and you can't use the blur. <laughs> I think that's coming soon, isn't it? it? Might even be there. I'm trying to remember now. Certainly coming coming soon. I'm sure I saw that. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of my now, ca- now. Careful, whether it's under NDA yeah. and you know or not. <laughs> first test. <laughs> can can. <laughs> I, I think I'm thinking of the mobile client. Uh, I'm, I'm going to quickly say that you got me wondering about this now. Uh, the mobile, the mobile client definitely has custom backgrounds. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not an NDA thing because I haven't caught up on any of that stuff yet. Unfortunately, <laughs> still, I still keep trying to read things on there and getting too busy. But I think that there's there's lots you can do with that, and there's there's a lot of benefit into it. I, I think password managers are something everyone should use. I use LastPass. I think you're a one one password, one pass, isn't it? Um, for your one, Gary. Um, there is the one in the Authenticator, um, which I've heard okay things uh, about, but I haven't known anyone who's kind of gone full in. They've generally had a look at it and then gone back to what they're using already, but. Uh, um, well worth it. I, I now pay for my last pass because uh, I've got the whole family on there. So um, <laughs> I've yep. got all their passwords. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, I generally don't. Uh, they have access to their own and sort of managing their own passwords effectively, which is brilliant. Definitely. It, it, if it's the one security investment that you do, purchase a subscription for a password manager, it's worth yeah. every penny yeah. um just even you know we're on a, in a multi-device world now aren't we the fact that you can have all of your passwords synced uh, as well and backed up and you know checked as well uh checked on a regular mm-hmm. basis for compromised passwords um as well again that's a huge huge benefit and you know keeping all those securities uh that's the that's the way in right got to yeah, keep all of your and they are keys secure they're coming to the browsers. I know Chrome and Edge both have ways you can store all the passwords in there across multiple machines. But I think that cross-functional nature of, of some of the ones, for me personally, I really think it's worth paying for. Yeah. Um, and obviously make sure you've got MFA on everything. That is the other thing with multiple tenants. You know, there are limitations on the number of times you can use a single number um, for MFA. What do you mean? Oh, a phone number. For users, yeah. So if you are setting up test users and you try and use the same number across all of them, you will run into limitations there. Interesting. Yeah, I'll try that. So that's for a single, but for a single single, tenant. Single single tenant. Yeah. You can use that tenant, multiple tenants. Multiple test users in a single tenant. Yeah. You could probably cascade things. Certainly if it's one of those testy five tenants, then you could start set up your teams calling on each of those and have it call each number one by one. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was worth it just to look in your face. But otherwise, you end up with multiple mobile phones and you look like a, a drug dealer. So it's it's probably better than that. 
I've, I've watched Line of Duty. Having a big pile of phones is not a good idea to have in the house. I'm not falling for that. <laughs> just multiple SIM cards that you put in whenever you need to authenticate. Yeah, yeah just swap those out. <laughs> that will work okay. I think we are getting very late in the day and uh, probably about time to wrap up. Was there any uh, any other things anyone wants to share around living in a multi-tenant world? Apart from having the uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse theme tune stuck in their heads. Well, I, th- I mean, I think the best advice is Gary's advice to keep the number of the number of personas low. Keep it as simple as possible. You know, if you don't need them, your password manager can store all the credentials, but you don't need the the personas set up. Yeah. Keep yeah. it tight. Keep, keep it, it simple. Which which I think works across everything. When you finish working with a client lose that account delete it the end thing i'd say related to that every now and then look at where you've used your accounts and i think this uh, includes across social media look at where your azure ad login is being used for other things and just check and make sure you still want to be the case you know set a six monthly reminder uh just to go and have a look through what you're using to log into other credentials i know we use sessionize an awful lot for logging things i use my microsoft 365 account just making sure that things you've got in there are still active just in a quick reminder on things is is well worth doing as well lovely cool probably time to wrap up everyone's like whoa whoa thank goodness we've got through this far on this episode they're really hungry uh, i do apologize we start a little bit late entirely my fault and uh, fun and games going on at home uh, which is why we're all sounding a little bit tired on a monday but we've got through it you've got through it thank you very much we will be back next week uh, i'm pausing because i'm pretty sure it is confirmed but we should have louise freeze uh joining us and we'll be talking about the pmp community docs in part two and all the latest news that's come out in the last week maybe we shouldn't have done quite so much news this week uh but find more to talk. we'll talk about the same things again next week uh will just pretend we haven't and pretend you haven't heard you're it really really selling it aren't you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Join, join us next week because, to hear everything that we've talked about again because we will keep that news short and then bring the amazing louise to talk about the pmp community docs which will be the best bits of it and uh, uh we, i'm sure she will find plenty for us to talk about whether it's drinking beer in the shower uh, or all sorts of other things and <laughs> if you think this this conversation is going strange wait till louise is here as well there'll be some amazing conversations then <laughs> on that note it's definitely time to uh wind up thank you very much for joining us i've been gray i've been hat i've been beard see you next week thanks for listening to gray hat beard podcast the song Drink Up My Mateys was brought to you by Black Bones under a non-commercial attribution license.